Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to Conversations with My Higher Self. How are you? Today, we're talking about life path number eight. Yeah, we're coming towards the end. You know, next episode is going to be life path number nine, and then we're done with life path numbers. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, this one has been requested. I know there are a few of you that are waiting for this, so the time is here. Before we dive into the episode, a couple of housekeeping items. Um, Please follow me on YouTube. I am a This Is Maria. Maria with a Y, M-A-R-I-Y-A. We upload videos to YouTube every week, sometimes multiple times a week. So there's a lot of new content that is unique to YouTube. Um, And also come meditate with me on our Sacred Universe podcast, a heart space that I have created for all of you. Um, there are a lot of meditations there. I believe over 40 guided meditations and journeys that I have already recorded and so much more still coming. And they really range in terms of complexity from a very simple chakra alignment meditation to something that is a lot more robust and complex, such as light codes and DNA activations and deep, deep, deep set healing. So come and join me um, in that sacred space. The more the merrier. Alrighty, my darlings, let's dive into the life path eight. Beautiful life path, complicated life path, layered life path, involved life path, and probably a life path that deserves a deep dive, uh, just like just like any other life path, but there is definitely a lot of complexity to unpack with life path eight. If you have been following this series along, you know that I divide um, the nine life paths um, into three major buckets. There are the masculine life paths, the feminine life paths, and the alchemical life paths. Now, when I say masculine or feminine, it doesn't really mean that they only apply to one gender. We're talking broader, we're talking broader energy. And so if we are approaching the universe from the perspective that 100% of energy can be very arbitrarily divided into the masculine facet and the feminine facet, and that is the lens from which we choose to see reality, then my classification of feminine, masculine, and alchemical won't be incorrect. Now, this particular path, life path eight, is one of the feminine life paths. In fact, it represents the pinnacle. It represents the epitome of all of the feminine life paths. We started on, you know, as far as the feminine arc is concerned, we started with life path two, moved forward towards life path five, which was the middle of that arc. And finally, the culmination is the eight. Very often when your soul would undertake studying the masculinity, or the femininity, one of the other polarities of existence. It would happen in a cluster. So usually you take quite a few incarnations, one after the other after the other, all with a hope of understanding one polarity. So very often souls would undertake an arc, a feminine arc or a masculine arc. They would move from two to five to eight, with eight being the pinnacle. It doesn't mean that usually go through life path number eight only once, Sometimes there are repetitions that are needed. Sometimes there are multiple discoveries that could happen and you can take a little bit of a different angle with life path eight. So uh, souls very often also repeat a life path eight. Now, let's talk about what it is and what does it really mean to be the 
pinnacle of something, right? And as, as it relates to the feminine energies. I will tell you that Life Path 8 specifically, how it comes across on planet Earth is perhaps a little bit more unique and the challenges are a little bit more unique compared to some other planets. And part of the reason why is that there are a lot of masculine energies on the face of planet Earth today. If you've been following me, I talk about this all the time. I very often talk about planet Earth currently being the planet of the intellect, despite the fact that it is run by a female spirit. Now Gaia is going on through, you know, is going through her own journey and on, you know, as a part of that journey, she is swinging the pendulum a lot more towards femininity and at some point in the future, it's going to um, essentially experience the other polarity and it's going to, and it's moving into the energies of the heart actually from the intellect. And, but while this is happening, we're still existing in a very polarized manner here on planet earth. And so for anybody who undertakes a life path eight, it is a path that is rooted in overcoming a lot of resistance. And it may be your personal resistance, or it may be the societal resistance. There are a lot of blueprints. There are a lot of deep set structures here on earth that make walking the path uh, number eight uh, challenging. So what is an eight? What is that pinnacle of feminine expression on planet earth? What does it look like? Very often, eight is a healer. So it's a healer archetype, not just physically. It could be uh, a physical healer, obviously. So anybody from a doctor to a nurse, it could be somebody who's an intuitive healer or an energy healer, any of the new age modalities, if you will, any of the healing modalities, any of the herbal means and modes, acupuncture is right here. Um, so any of the Eastern healing modalities would fall in, into this bucket. You could be the healer of the heart. So that is your psychologist, psychiatrist, or somebody who is just an amazing listener and a good best friend. And naturally, you know, people would share things with you because they notice that A, you're not judgmental. Very often the energy of eight, they're very soft and very forgiving and accepting. Actually, acceptance is one of the defining characteristics of an eight. And so you may find yourself, even since early childhood, to be that confidant, that shoulder to cry on, that people come to, and even strangers. <laughs> and then you would also notice with yourself if you're a life path eight, this needs to help strangers sometimes. Um, it's as if your heart is so big that you cannot just keep it contained within like your own small circle of friends or, you know, your own family. It's almost like your heart is bursting out of your chest and it's seeking to encompass and incorporate the entire world. And so with eight, it's actually very hard to be selfish. Um, usually life, life path eight is incredibly selfless. Um, it's a, usually a very, very caring um, aspect but also gentle and tender. So very often the wounding that you may experience could run really, really deep because you come with a very tender heart, with a very open heart. So for a life path five, they may still be practicing the heart medicine. With eight, you have mastered the heart energy. And very often you come into an incarnation with your heart fully, in, fully open and fully ready to receive. Unfortunately, this is a low dimensional world where there is a lot of cruelty, there is a lot of pain. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And so very easy, it is very easy for a life path eight to get wounded as a child 
And really what wounds them is uh, human cruelty, human indifference. Um, when somebody in a position of power is abusing that power, or like a particular group of either underprivileged beings or just, um, you know, beings that cannot stand up for themselves are being abused. Like, for instance, animals or, I don't know, plants or kids, children, right? So usually if you're a life path eight, your heart goes out to all of those groups that are marginalized. You're not an activist, like not really though, right? So you may be hurt by the way the society is, but you're not always able or you don't always feel like you have the strength or the capacity to speak up. Uh, although I would say this really varies um, person to person. And I would say with the life path eight, some of the other numbers in your numerology chart are really going to impact you know, how assertive you are versus not, but there are a lot of very soft-spoken aids. There are a lot of aids with incredible patience, and it's almost to a fault. A lot of aids um, act in a manner uh, that the Bible would describe, you know, if, hey, if you get hit on the left cheek, cheek uh, you know, uh, just turn your right cheek or you know, you catch exactly um, what I'm talking about. So it's, it's a little bit of like taking it in the abuse, the pain, the suffering, and not necessarily always standing up for yourself. In fact, unfortunately, uh, very often the eighth would experience a blocked uh, throat chakra. And that is because you understand, like intuitively, you're a really, really good intuitive being. And very often you understand the impact of your own communication. You also are quite in tune to the impact of the communication of others. And so you have picked up from an early childhood that words hurt. And because of that, you are extremely afraid to hurt other people by your actions, deeds, thoughts, and, you know, words. And so you um, very often could second guess yourself. Um, and you very often you could be wondering, okay, like, can I say this? And what is the impact that this statement is going to have on another? And as a byproduct of that, because no matter what you say, it could be construed and could be taken in the wrong light. Very often you cl close up and you close down your center of communication, which is a lifelong journey for you in trying to open it up and, and trying to allow your unique song to be heard. So eight is a beautiful healer. You would notice that you are quite natural at this, whether you chose healing as your career, whether it is just by placing hands on a loved one, all of a sudden their headache is gone. Uh, whether that is in your energy, you know, it's, it's, it's quite, actually quite spectacular. Like in your energy, other people's cuts or wounds seal faster. So um, let's say you pick a job at a hospital and you're a nurse. It just it, people just by being in your presence are going to heal faster enough so that sometimes it's quite miraculous. Um, and it's all because your, the, your flavor of magic is the magic, to, magic of the heart. And the heart is a very magnetic organ. And um, our auric fields and our energy bodies really um, very often stem from the hearts. And so that's why our hearts can be extremely healing for others. And so you're also really, really good at holding space for others. You're a really, really good listener. That is why... <laughs> for you, what's important is boundaries. Because one thing that the A doesn't always have is a boundary around their personal time. You tend to be a giver. In fact, um, very often with an eight, what I see is a relationship between give and take is not always there. 
It's almost like you think taking is not okay, but giving is the only way. And so for you challenging yourself to take things, you know, even when you're being offered things, good things, you very often say, no, you know, you know, I can take this. Or I can accept this as your gratitude. You know, it's okay. Don't give this to me. And that is kind of like very often your relationship with the universe where you could be as like the master female archetype. And when I say female, please don't take this the wrong way because there are just as many men who are life path eight as there are women, but the feminine aspect of you, right? And in general, if we look at like broader spectrum, let's like zoom out and look at the universe, level of the universe, femininity tends to stand for abundance. So whatever, whoever you are as a soul or as a being, right? If your feminine is firing up at all cylinders, you should be able to experience abundance like nobody's business. Abundance in a third dimensional world usually comes in a form of money or wealth. The problem with an eight though, is if you do not have the money, it's because you have been repelling it and you have been repelling it because it's, it's almost like, how do I put this? There is this tendency with eight to be all about others and not at all about themselves. So all, uh, like I said earlier, all given, no take. And that's why it's almost like as if you're really trying to take as little space on the map as is humanely possible. As if you're trying to be as small, as you know, unseen as is possible. Because, oh my God, if you're seen and if you shine your light, what if somebody gets upset? What if somebody gets jealous? And what if, oh my God, if this inconveniences anybody? And then you go on this like not a very good like loop of thoughts. And very often because of that, you repel good things that come to you. And you're like, no, don't pay me this much. No, you don't have to give me a tip. Like all of these things, right? They're actually like the little curses of an eight, right? And it is all because somehow you think that taking is going to make you a bad person. And while humanity in general has a little bit of an obsession with being good, the eight, life path eight, perhaps has an even stronger uh, obsession with appearing good or being good than most other people, right? So for you, how you come across really matters. For you, what others think about you really, really matters. Um, and part of it is all about trying to fit in. So um, when usually when AIDS grow up, first, they very quickly understand that they're kind of a little bit like the odd one out. Again, it's a heart-led soul that is coming into an intellect and mind-led world. And very often, the eight would discover very, very early in the game that somehow their own values or the way that they are doesn't really jive with the rest of society and the expectations. Um, and it's kind of really funny because sometimes like there are mm, different ways to not be able to fit in. Very often, people that don't fit in don't really understand why, um, and they don't really understand others. But with eight, the level of empathy is incredibly high and the level of emotional intelligence is incredibly high because again, this is a path that you have to evolve into, right? You cannot just undertake life path eight before succeeding on life path two and life path five. That's why I call it an arc is because it's a step-by-step -step movement. And so you come with an incredibly high level of emotional intelligence. You know what to say, how to say in a way that somebody doesn't get hurt. You hold the space with people so well. And so usually you come into this world and you understand it, but very often with an eight, you don't feel understood. And so this feeling of I, I'm not understood 
or I can hold the space for everybody, but who's going to hold the space for me? That flavor of loneliness is very particular to a life path eight. Um, another type of childhood trauma is around closing your heart down, actually, despite, so, you know, there are some life path numbers where you come in and you have to work on opening your heart with a life path eight, you come with your heart open. And so the first 10 years of your life or so is almost like a test. Um, you are usually being thrown into different heartbreaking situations and they can come in so many different shapes and sizes from being abandoned by a parent or like one of your parents leaving and go, your parents gone through a divorce to just somebody, you know, being abusive to you, to somebody uh, saying hurtful things to you, whatever that, you know, form, uh, whatever that, um, looked like for you, uh, I'm sure is very, very unique. However, because of that trauma, right, there's one of the two possible outcomes. Outcome one is you take in the wounding and you process it and it's painful, but you don't let your heart close down. And then the second part is, unfortunately, because of the wounding, your heart closes down, right? And those paths actually end up being very, very different in terms of outcomes. So for um, a lot of life path eight, despite the fact that you came here as a healer, if your heart got closed down because of a trauma in, in, in childhood, because of what happened, your first point of call is to heal your own heart before you can heal the hearts of others. Be your own healer before you can come and save the world, right? So the calling for the eight is to make sure that you are serving from integrity. You are serving from a cup half. Um, so, so half full and actually full. Um, so uh, mind your own um, garden, tend to your own garden first, because again, with an eight, a natural inclination is to say, to save everybody before you finally get to yourself, whether that is, uh, you know, I don't know, stray cats or, you know, people sick, sick with cancer. It's like everybody and their mother tends to come uh, in like on the priority list before you. And so um, one of the big, big lessons for an aide is it's okay to take care of you first. It is okay. And in fact, it is paramount because one of the biggest issues around an aide is burnout. And it's not even physical burnout because you do have a very significant, substantial resource of physical energy. But with you, it's energetic burnout. Um, and I'll explain what I mean between the physical and energetic in a second. Um, and it's emotional burnout first and foremost. When you have to take care of and be the caretaker of other people, when you take on that responsibility for the world, very often, and especially if you're not getting the gratitude back, if you're not necessarily being replenished in return, if you don't have healthy boundaries, you are going to end up feeling depleted. It's almost like everybody's out there to get your resource, and right? So you're an energetic donor. You are an emotional donor to other people, right? That shoulder to cry on. But it is really important for you to have a support structure around you that is going to enable you to shine. And so it's very important for Life Path 8, more so than a lot of other people, to have two to three people in your life that are close people, whether that is family members, friends, 
coworkers, it doesn't really matter. You have to have two to three people in your corner that are going to refill and kind of like give it back to you. What you are, give back to you what you're giving to the world. So you need those people that are resourceful people for you. And don't worry about like, oh my God, does it mean I'm taking from them? No, every relationship is meant to be an exchange, right? So it is okay to have people that are nurturing you. Completely okay. It doesn't mean that you're being deceptive in some way or taking advantage of somebody. No, um, usually it is an energetic exchange. It's just with you, you have this tendency to give and not take, right? And so for you, it's very important to have supportive people around you, uh, people that believe in you, and people that are going to build you up because for an aid, almost because of the tenderness and because rigid structures are not really conducive to your energy. You're meant to flow. You're not meant to be in a box. For an eight, it's actually really, really important to cut out the people that are going to tear you down because you are extremely receptive to that. And also you believe people. There is a little bit like a level of naivete with an eight where you judge the, the world by how you would act. And almost like it's, it's harder for you to believe that somebody can treat you maliciously just because, or somebody is going to manipulate you into giving them what, 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 what they want from you. Right. Because you believe in the best in humanity and you believe in the best in people. And that's why for you, it's actually very easy to end up in abusive relationships. It's very easy to end up in toxic relationships it's very easy for you to be the donor in every single relationship that you have in your life and to like give, give, give again. That is a pattern and end up either completely depleted or depressed, right? Depression is actually one of the very common, let's call it um, conditions, maybe um, a very, one of the very common conditions with somebody of a life path eight, but it's usually somebody who has allowed the world to get too much inside of their vessel instead of pouring that vessel out. And that is where we get to, let's talk about, instead of like dwelling in the shadow too much, I will tell you what is the resourceful state for an eight. And what is the state that a lot of you have ended up in that is trauma, a trauma response. Because life path eight, as it stands right now, is one of the most challenging paths to walk. Because of that, it is one of those paths that ends up very wounded right? It's like the wounded child is right there. Wounded child archetype is right here. The victim mentality is right here very often with an eight. But let's rise above the fold here and let's understand what is the purpose of an eight? Truly, what is that epitome of the arc? What is, what does feminine power look like? And I want you to imagine a river, a river that comes out of nothing, the river that flows everywhere, that is abundant, that is mighty, that has a direction. The river that brings light, love, abundance, healing, joy, um, compassion, forgiveness, acceptance, um, softness, care to everything that it touches. That is the power of an eight. The power in eight is feminine power um, encapsulated in a physical vessel. That is what you came here to walk. You came here to be essentially a goddess or like the feminine face of God embodied in a physical body. What does that mean? 
That means that you are the source of abundance for the universe. You are the creator or creatress of something that is completely new, else and different, that is going to shift people's life, lives, that is going to make it better. So the creator's creator archetype is extremely, extremely, like very much smack in the middle of the eight, right? So it is an incessant power to create, nurture, and grow things. That is the blessing of an eight, right? And some of you are living it. It's just not enough of you are living it. And even the ones that are living it, you're not living usually very often to 100% of what you're capable of. And so if you are the river of abundance, and if your purpose is to come into a terrain that is planet Earth, which I would equate to a desert, and you're this life-giving water, right? You are the thing. You are the alchemical element that is going to enable this ecosystem to grow, thrive, flourish, you know, be become verdant and luscious instead of just sand and, and, and nothing else. If you are that one element that this planet is so thirsty for, what does this mean? This means that, yes, you are a donor. Yes, you are a giver. That is your, your um, source-given talent. That is your source-given right. That is your birthright, in fact. Birthright and a birth challenge. But what ends up happening, right, is instead of being outward in terms of how you know things are supposed to be, instead of projecting forward, you allow yourself periods where you take the world in and the world is able to poison you from within. And if the world was able to poison you from within, what's going to come out of your darkened vessel is not enough light or not light that is enough to your potential. And that is the challenge of the eight. So what do you do with that? What you do with that is, again, you heal yourself first. You make sure that whatever river you are, like whatever water that you represent, contains the most light that it can possibly contain. That means that you cannot be in service. That means you cannot be on your path. You cannot be fully accomplished unless and until you face your childhood trauma. And specifically childhood. We don't even have to go into past lives. We don't have to go into ancestral healing, which is a lot of souls need to deal with that. You don't. You just deal with whatever you have accumulated, age zero through 10. If you're able to face all of that trauma, you, and, and purify your vessel, turn it, you know, darkness into gold and golden light, you are going to become that magnetic force that instead of taking everything in and kind of like swallowing, swallowing, swallowing all the darkness and all the dirt and all the debris and trying to clean things up in this world by absorbing all the darkness, which is in essence what you have been doing. That's why you've been taking all of the BS, pardon my French, the world's been throwing your way. Like they've been hitting you. They've been abusing you. They've been like calling you names, etc. you know, They've been like, the world's not giving you a very easy path to walk and you've just been taking it and you said, yes, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Like watching the news and taking the news, you know, and like just accepting, accepting. That is not what the divine feminine, you know, pinnacle is. The divine feminine pinnacle is all about transformation. It is all about shining the light outside that is so bright that the whole ecosystem around you changes. 
And you start that by healing your own vessel, becoming your own healer, having very strong boundaries around your time. Make sure people don't abuse your time because there's a lot of demand for your time one way or another. So set very strong boundaries and don't say yes when you mean no. That is another thing that you guys do all the time. So there's a little bit of that people-pleasing, crowd-pleasing tendency that you have. Very hard for you to say no. And that's why very often you end up in parties where you don't feel like you belong. You end up in relationships that, you know, you're like, I was supposed to break up with you. Why am I still with you? Oh my God. And it's because they were begging you to stay and you're like, fine. <laughs> there you have a little bit of a, um, like a savior complex. Hate to say this. Um, it's, it's almost like um, you need to save everything and everyone around you, whether they're drowning or not. <laughs> so there's a little bit like that. And it's actually funny enough, like sometimes you would um, like what, um, the funny, the, the funny aspect about this like savior archetype um, that lives inside of you is you want to save those that asked you to save them and the ones that didn't. And ironically, by saving the ones that never asked you to be saved, you are uh, contributing to essentially you're, you're uh, in, in impacting their free will because um, ideally you would be invited to help somebody. But that's, you know, um, that's a whole other topic. Eight, as a life path eight, you have a tremendous resource inside. You have a terrific resource inside of you. It is a rare resource of a creator, creatress God. You have the ability to change entire ecosystems around you by being, not by doing. That's the feminine way. That is your magic. You're not called here onto this planet to have, you know, to do as many things as is humanly possible, to fill up your calendar, to wake up really early and, you know, like all the regiment, all the like rigidity of a timetable or deadlines, like your feminine hates it because femininity in general in the universe works according to the law of alignment. It just aligns to things that it, things that it wants. How does it align to the things that it wants? By removing resistance. So the one way that you can create a better world for all is by removing your own personal resistance as well as resistance in general. But removing resistance doesn't mean forcefully trying to convince somebody that their way is wrong. Your way of leadership is leading by example. Let's say you really care about people eating meat. Let's say that is one of your causes because an eight is also a very causal, like there are some causes that you care about so deeply that you could not, you just could not imagine your life not caring about that cause. Very often has something to do with nature or uh, justice or again, like one group of beings not being treated the, the way that, you know, they deserve or they should. And so very often um, you have that, there's like a cause, multiple causes that are really, really deep, like deep in your heart you care about. And let's say one of those, just as an example, is like meat eating. And let's say you're trying to save animals. What is not the feminine way, what is not your way is, you know, being very loud and very much in people's faces and being like, why do you eat meat? You know, do you know how the cows suffer? Yada, yada, yada. And then showing people all of the ways that, you know, they're wrong because they, they, they kill cows. The way of the female or the feminine is very different. It is the way of radiance. It is the way of leading by example and being so gentle that it's almost like your aura starts to glow. 
and you become so pleasant, like a saint, kind of. And then people look at you and, and, and they're like, he or she is so pleasant. Their lifestyle is so different from mine. Oh my God, what are they doing? Oh, I'm so curious. I wonder what they eat. I wonder what their diet is. And that is the way that you change the world. It's through very soft influence and by leading by example. And so with eight, more so than anybody else, you have to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. Because people, ironically, are going to emulate your behavior, whether you want this or not. You have that type of impact. You're going to aggregate groups of people around you quite naturally that would emulate your habits. And that is why for you, living your truth is extremely important. And it starts with healing your wounded child archetype. Because inside of a lot of eights, the wounded child archetype lives. Now, another thing that every eight has without a doubt or without fail is you have a feminine superpower. You always come into an incarnation having a feminine superpower. Sometimes you come with many not just one. But if you haven't discovered your feminine superpower and your life path eight, you should be asking yourself, what is my feminine superpower? What are examples of feminine superpowers? Intuition and insight. Like this downloads that come out of nowhere or just the knowing that comes out of nowhere. Wisdom. Very often it's like you just know things or it could be that when you were growing up, like some stuff that would come out of your mouth, people like, you know, your parents could have been like, wow, he or she is so wise. Like, where is that coming from? This is like above and beyond their age. It could be high degrees of compassion, high degrees of acceptance, right? So you do have a feminine superpower. It could be being a super attractor. That's very much a feminine superpower because everything and anything around abundance is a feminine superpower. Being an obsessive or a very proliferate creator or creatress, meaning you're either making things all the time, creating art all the time, launching businesses all the time, writing books all the time. You're doing something all the time that is creative in nature, you know, and when things kind of just flow and you're able to just like, there's like a resource, like it's like, it's like one of the feminine superpowers is, is being the resource, always being in a resourceful state. So always having the means to do what you want to do and attracting things to you easily. Again, the feminine way is not going after things. It's attracting things. It's bringing things into your orbit. It's aligning with things quite naturally and quite seamlessly. And another thing that eights need to pay attention to is the state of flow because the eight is the master flow artist. The flow artist is somebody who can just go with the flow. The moment you get in touch with your own inner river of resource, of potential, of talent, you're going to be able to ride the wave of life extremely easy and extremely seamlessly. Another thing to pay attention for um, if your life path eight is hard work or the concept of hard work. So if you came here as an eight, you're not meant to work hard. I know it kind of sounds like funny because I'm like, yes, I'm aware that there are, there are bills to pay and, and you, you guys have rent and all of that good stuff. But as an eight, your path towards abundance, the life that you want, your mission, your purpose, all of it is not through putting in as much work as is possible. It's not about pulling in all-nighters. It's not about working and, you know, doubling the work week. Not at all. Your job is to just get an alignment and flow. 
get in alignment and flow. And so the best self-care tactic for you is to get into alignment every morning. There are many ways to get into alignment. A simple chakra alignment exercise is actually one way to get into alignment. I have um, um, a meditation on our Sacred Universe podcast around the simple chakra alignment. Aligning to your higher self or aligning to the North Star is a very good way to get alignment. I have a whole chapter um, about the North Star connection in my book, 72 Keys to Manifestation or an Ancient Path of a Modern Day Alchemist. It's available on Amazon, available through Audible. Um, check it out if you're a Life Path A. There's a lot of stuff for you around alignment there. So please know that, okay, let, let me just like, it's been a lot and I told you this is a very layered energy because the highs are really high for the eight, but the lows are potentially very, very low. Remember, you are the resource, not the other way around. So your key to success is instead of taking the world in, allow yourself to flow out. So it's, it's almost as if you were the vessel, change your motor operandi, um, meaning, um, like instead of, like if you have trained your body to absorb the outside world and to always be like, okay, well, what is happening in the world? Should I be watching the news? How are my friends feeling? And then taking that and taking it in. And based on that, that would determine how you feel. Scratch all of that. Connect, align to your core, to your center, to who you are, to your beautiful heart, and then emanate instead. You came here to emanate instead of absorb. Despite the fact that your heart is so full and you're such a good listener that your natural inclination is going to be to absorb all of the madness of the world around you. But this is not the winning strategy. That is the part that can get you depressed. That is the part that can get you confused. That is the part that can get you depleted. That is not a winning strategy for you. So realize that you are an extremely precious and extremely rare resource. And the moment that you heal your childhood trauma, you are a force to be reckoned with. You have an imprint of the divine mother herself in your bones, in your tissues, in your DNA structure, in your etheric body, in your soul, right? And that is so beautiful and so needed. So we need a whole slew of empowered life path eight because collectively you shift the emotional makeup of the planet. And when you change the emotion of people, you change the quality of life. So yes, in some ways, you have come to shift the quality of people's lives, but not by forcing them or coercing them, but by showing an example, walking the walk. And that is why some of you may be called to try some unconventional things around lifestyles. What could this look like? Some of you may be like, I don't know. I cannot deal with the city anymore. I am moving, you know, buying some land and starting to cultivate, <laughs> you know, veggies and, you know, live this holistic life. You know, that may be uh, like a build a conscious community, right? That may um, be like a way that you lead by example. Some of you may say, hey, no more nine to five. I'm following my dream. I'm following my purpose. Yes, I know, you know, this, you know, may get me into some tough and challenging times, but I know there is light at the end of the tunnel, right? And there's always light at the end of the tunnel for a life path eight. You're not meant to be struggling. You have the resources of the entire universe at your fingertips, um, right? So if, you know, you're not meant to be poor, you're not meant to struggle with money whatsoever, right? Because you are that abundance incarnate, right? And so 
also recognize that you are a healer and apply your amazing healing talents to heal yourself first. And then by definition, that beauty, that light is going to sip out of you into the world and it's going to make everything better. Alrighty, my loves, please let me know if you're watching this on YouTube, please let me know if this resonates, if your life path aid, if this resonates in the comments, or, you know, if you have been having a different experience on your life path, I love hearing from you and I'm sending you a big, big virtual hug and, you know, please know there's, um, uh, always light at the end of the tunnel. I believe in you. Alrighty, my darlings, talk to you soon.